Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's free throws because they are free. Fisher Tosopolis, Snacks, Crider, Daily Stripe, Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. It's 2323, gentlemen. It's the Jordan Day of May. Very exciting stuff. Uh, and it's only fitting, maybe, that his alleged son knocks out my Boston Celtics. Uh, you guys in yesterday's show, I thought, gave great kudos to Spolstra. And the Pat Riley tweet was really cool. Um, the David Aldridge, I believe, that you brought up. Yeah. Um, so that was – look, you know, before we get into LeBron, the retirement, the Nuggets, who deserve as much credit as anybody uh, in this NBA season – Going into tonight, you know, you're already hearing reports of uh, Silas uh, being a guy they're looking at, other head coaches in the mix. Um, and it's just so much negativity heading out of the Boston camp once again. And no matter what the narrative is, I know I said again, real weird. Uh, no matter what the, na- <laughs> I don't know why I came out like that. No matter what the narrative is over these past, I would say five, six seasons, really with this iteration of this Boston team, the end of the season stands last year. The narrative has always been in a negative tone. And honestly, I really wanted this, this team to work out and I want this iteration of this team to work out. But by and large, um, I'm really, it's growing a little bit tiresome. It's kind of the same old song and dance or the same dance, different song, um, depending on how you look at it uh, with this Boston team. And the Miami has been the better team, point blank team. Maybe they don't have the best player, depending on who you ask, or the best number two, but they have been the better quote unquote team uh, this entire series and maybe throughout the entire playoffs in the East. And there's, you know, no shock to the Nuggets. Uh, on the opposite side of the NBA are there because they have been the quote unquote best team in the Western conference. I felt. Um, and I think you guys based off, you know, the show yesterday are, are pretty aligned with me. I feel like you kind of just stole LeBron's thunder a little bit there at the top of the charity stripe, which I don't necessarily mind. I think it's a refreshing change of pace. Cause what are we doing, dude? What are we? Oh, he's going to like, everyone's like reading the tea leaves on this guy. Uh, I don't think he'll retire if he does because re- no, I'd be shocked. Be like, yeah. Come on. We're talking about the guy who did the decision back in the day. I know he was younger, but he's for all the theatrics. He's, he's going to have a send off. We're going to do it like, and bigger than what Albert Pujols had on his last year. And what, what Derek Jeter had in his last year, where every single team gives him something, you know, they all recognize him playing the last game in their, in their arena. It's going to be a big send-off. And, of course, he's going to try all he can to win a championship. Not that they didn't do that this year. Um, but when that time comes, it's there's going to be all the theatrics. And you guys know that's the case, and everyone knows that's the case. He's in L.A., and they're going to make the most of it. And, of course, he's going to let the league know because they want to monetize the crap out of it. Every single yeah. LeBron game is going to get televised. All the, all the last home game for LeBron is going to be probably the highest ticket prices in regular season history. 
every arena that he goes to, he's going to sell out. So there's no chance that he retires just on a whim like this. And, you know, if, if there's any truth to him playing with his son, Bronny, he's only got to wait two more years, right? If he's a true one and done. Which he might be. And he well, might... one. one two more years but one more season really it's not yeah yeah that's what i mean like if we're sitting here yeah. from right now you know yeah a year and a half oh. and they're already saying that before you go to they're already saying like trey young to the lakers like, i don't mean how, how how that's gonna happen i don't know how many picks they have to give like 20 50 like you know by then we'll be in space like uh, you know i don't know how that's gonna happen but those are the rumors flying around now but yeah, I mean, this Nuggets team was the better team, and they're constructed unbelievably well. And as you, know, as amazing as Jokic was, Caldwell Pope had a, a sick series for what he's worth, and so did Murray. Obviously, he's getting a lot of credit. Porter Jr. was solid, and Gordon was solid, and Brown was solid. And by the way, I sent you guys this. Looks like you know Blake Griffin got the credit for being Lana Rhodes' baby daddy, but it might be Bruce Brown, uh, yeah. which is kind of wild. Yeah. Now, I, I saw a couple of things in regards to LeBron. The Maybe he'll sit out a year. Like, he'll retire for a year and then come back. But he has multiple years left on this contract with the Lakers. He said it himself in the postgame. Uh, he's better than 90% of the league. Maybe 95% of the league. So why would he stop playing right now? It It's not... Like, you can make the same, I guess, like, physical argument that people were talking about with Tom Brady, but it's not the same because he's 38. He's not 45. Like it's different. It is. And I know that quarterbacks don't get touched anymore. And so there's that element, obviously a major part of LeBron's game, especially in this, this uh, sweep game here that, that he had a terrific performance is built on and predicated upon him being physical and using his physicality to get to the lane, to draw fouls, to get to the free throw line, um, to score over and on people, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine for at least two to three more years, like realistically, the way that he takes care of his body. Um, and he fell short against a team that's really, really good. You know, he interestingly has only been swept by Western Conference teams. So I'm going to talk about how he had a really easy road in the East for a long, long time. This just reinforces that point. He was fantastic last night. I thought he was getting a lot of roses from people and do credit because he's an elite competitor and he left that out all on the floor. But it's a four-game series. It's best of four. It's not March Madness. Every single game, he played his best game in the game that they got swept of the entire playoffs. Where was that? I, In my opinion, where was that the rest of the... The playoffs. I guess if you want to point to the previous series, it didn't matter because they got there. But where was he game one, two, and three to this level? This is what I was talking about the entire time, Josh. Was yeah, he but he was elevated? good in game three, though. This is different. This is different. He yeah, almost had a 40-point triple-double. It's completely yeah. different. It's he Obviously, scored, it's an unbelievable He scored 32 point. points in the first half. He did not do that in any other game except the game that he got closed out. I, it's amazing what he did, but I'm not looking at this game and being like, wow, LeBron, where was this? I'm looking with the rest of the players. I'm looking like, Anthony Davis, you're supposed to be the best player on this team now. Where where were you? Where was he in the in – the, in the, I mean, like, dude, like – Dude, this he, is so honestly, like – Yeah, I, I completely agree. He did and not And he wasn't show really up. anywhere last game. Like, last game he was fine. Like, But he also was like, their best player in the first two series. But this is not the first two series. The first two series, great, but it's done. 
Like this is now, like this is for the Western Conference Finals. Like you have to show up. I just think it's really convenient now that, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Anthony Davis continued to to perform with the same level of of inconsistency that he has for a lot of his career, which is very convenient that LeBron all of a sudden turns out with his best performance on the night that they get swept. And it makes him look really, really good. But guess what? They got swept. And I I just, it leaves me a little befuddled because he is, in my opinion, 1B to, to Mike's 1A. And a lot of people have him at the goat of basketball. And it's getting tougher and tougher to argue that. I, I just, it, it's, and honestly, like, tip my hat a little bit to him. He tipped his hat to Jokic for Jokic hitting five of those ridiculous fadeaway shots. I'd like to say that they're Dirk-esque, but they're not because they don't look as pretty as when Dirk does it. He looks so off balance. He looks like he has no idea what he's doing. He chucks it up. It looks like a pass, and it goes in every time. The guy's incredible. But I'm going to tip my cap to LeBron for, as always, having just the most delicate puppet master fingers over this league of anyone else. No, why? what are you talking about? You're gonna say if you don't think he's gone, he's going full out in the Western Conference Finals. It's crazy. He wants to win. Like he, he, like there's times where players don't have a good games. There's I'm not times saying they, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to win. I just think that like there's a moment where he kicked. He had a wide open shot from the three in the corner. He shot really well this game, and he kicks it to Rui Hachimura. Less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter to take a top of the key three. You're LeBron James. You're gonna tell me you're the goat? Take that shot. Take that shot. You're hot this game. Why don't you want to take that shot? Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't know. You wanted like, to take the shot at the very end. They played really good defense. I don't think it's I don't think there's a foul. Look, I'm not just saying this to say this. I'm saying this as a guy who's watched majority of their games throughout the playoffs and almost every single minute of them. The level that he got to in this game, he did not reach in any of the other games that he played. There were spurts, there were moments, like I've mentioned multiple times, that game five against the Grizzlies. And, and again, maybe this is just something at his age he's not able to do for four quarters. Not many guys are able to. It's really, really difficult. And I thought that it was pretty apparent that he'd lost some steam in the fourth because he had to sure. take on such a massive brunt from this for this team. Um, well, he and it, it's, 30 in the first half. And then the second 32. half, he didn't... 32. So in the second half, like, he didn't have as much. And, you know, they also could change the game plan. Look, honestly, like, I'm just happy they got there. And I'm happy as a LeBron fan that he at least showed some like something of like okay like, way more of no absolute resolve. He 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 left it on the court. That's for well, sure. I I'm, I'm glad like and look guys get sometimes Kobe got sweeped by did he not get sweeped by the Mavs when y'all went to the you know yeah we just des- we destroyed them in the in the fourth game. Sometimes guys get you know wrecked and at least he at least he left it all out there. I don't I'm I think Nick is 100% right. There's no way that he, the way, how tight he is with the league and how much he how much he cares about the NBA. He he loves the NBA. How much LeBron James cares about the NBA? There's no way that he's got he's going to let them, you know, not, you know, capitalize on this. And it's not like he'd be the first to do it. It's not like the decision where it's like, you know, this big gaudy thing. And I remember we who would we have that Lefko defended it like <laughs> kick rocks on that. Absolute travesty the decision was. It really was. But this yeah, Kobe I, no, had it, Dirk had it. He'll get it. Wade had it too. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy D had it, but he's Timmy not had. there yet. Like all those guys were shells of themselves, except for look, Kobe. Even was he just still had a little bit left in the tank for that last game? I mean, they basically just went into every single game in that in that that last Kobe tour, and were like, "Hey, you take as many shots as you want against any opponent. We don't care." <laughs> and certainly against yeah, it's certainly against the Jazz in that last game. But but this guy is still he was able to do what he was able to do last night, and I think. That if we saw this team in the playoffs next year, 
he could do it more than he did it in this year's playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised because he's that great. He is that incredible. So, of course, like selfishly as a basketball fan, I certainly don't want to see him hang it up. That would be a massive bummer because he, he and Steph still need to be in this league for, for five more years, and they can be. I think they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he's at least playing until he's 40. He's 38 right now. He'll be 39 at the end of December. I think he plays at least until he's 40. Yeah, I I don't see why there's too much. Like, he has his hand in so many pots, and the NBA is different than the NFL on many levels. The NFL, like, you can't do during the season what you do in the NBA. Like, guys take games off. They're, like, in the culture more. They're in film and television. They have their hands on all these pots more. Like, it's more a lot of that they can do that in the NBA. And yes, it's a physical game. And yes, the quarterbacks towards the end, towards the end of Tom's career aren't get are more protected. But Tom, people forget, got absolutely rocked one year, missed the entire season because they tore his ACL on a tackle. Like the NFL still, even at its weakest, Tom's still getting rocked harder than LeBron is on a day-to-day basis. And the, again, the NBA, I think, is underratedly physical. Um, but there to me is no reason why he can't come back. If the Lakers upgrade D'Angelo Russell, which, you know, we know how the Lakers function. It doesn't have to be Trey Young, but if they upgrade that position um, in the rotation, I think they're in a really good spot to compete once again in the Western Conference, you know, because there's a lot there's a lot of teams that were, you know, in the mix this year. The Grizzlies are going to have a long road up. We don't know what the Joss suspension is going to look like. Luka is right now on an island by himself, so the Mavs really have to take care of business this offseason to make something happen. Um, the Kings I like, but we'll see how the, the, the guys – those guys still need to take another step. The Warriors are going to have to make a move because they didn't get far enough right now. And the Suns, like, they are obviously a lot of question marks. So if you're the Lakers, all you have to be like, look, we got to the Western Conference Finals. We see LeBron still has some left in this tank. All we have to do is really upgrade the D'Angelo Russell minutes, and then we're going to be in a really good position to take care of business in the Western Conference Finals. Well, it's healthy once again. But you also have to re-sign Austin Reeves. Okay, but like we were talking about it the other day, I don't, I, I think that's, a, I think that's a given. Like, a, yeah, of course, I'm with you. You resign Austin, Austin Reeves, and I, mean, I think let they, we all were saying that they had to re-sign Alex Caruso, and they let him walk. Reeves, Reeves is better. Not as fun and swaggy, and like he's not like the Caruso. Oh, I think maybe, he's more swaggy. I think maybe he's, he's not more as good swaggy at, than Caruso. Fine, then he is. Like maybe that's great. Like, but he's maybe but Caruso won. Caruso got a ring though. Won better defender maybe, but Reeves I think offensively does a lot more for like less hair, less hair too. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously a given. Um, but tonight again, going back to the south, uh, we'll, we'll stick in the West. Actually, I want to give the Nuggets credit. I think Jokic to me has cemented himself as the best player in the world. No shake against Giannis. Um, I really think Jokic, what he does, like even like I saw his I saw his worst game of the playoffs. Live. Game live. Game three was his worst game of the playoffs. I was sitting there and we took a picture of his stats heading into the fourth quarter. He had like nine points, four rebounds, and six assists. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God. He's having Murray's had a 30 point half. He got the Schroeder came in in the third quarter, like in the third quarter, lot clamps on him. Jokic has had a terrible game. The Lakers are going to pull this off and go up, be down 2-1, have another game at home. This series might be 2-2 heading to game five. Jokic scored 15 points and was an absolute menace in the fourth, facilitating this. Every time he had the basketball, you knew Denver was going to do something. And when that guy has that much power at his tip, at the tip of his fingers, I look, I don't know. And I, we, I've counted out the heat every single second of 
up until now, up until with my team, like, you know, we're like, it's game of Thrones season one, episode nine. And the guy has the ax and he's ready to chop off Ned Stark. That's where we're at with the Celtics. There's no saving him as much as you think you can Um, say his name. Yeah. Uh, the Ned Stark. Oh, I don't remember. Sir Ellen Payne. Ellen Payne. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that if the Heat do win, which I think they will, whether it's tonight or game five or game six, they're going to get it done because no one's ever done this before. And there's a reason for that. The Nuggets are just a real, they are the best team in the, in the league. And this is a real complete basketball team as, as well as the Heat are playing together. And they have some all-stars. Murray deserves his respect again. Gordon Paul, Pope, who's a champion, deserves his respect. Malone is a coach. And this Nuggets team, you know, should be celebrated as much as we're talking about LeBron. They really are amazing. Assuming that your Celtics don't make it, and sorry, we're just going to count them out right now. Sure. But I think it's good for the NBA if either of these teams win. Obviously, it'd be historical for the first eight seed to come in and be triumphant and take care of business. And it's the first time that an eight seed will go to the finals in general. But if they... Second time. Second, Second? I thought I, re- I thought the we Knicks, the, first. the Knicks, the Knicks, the version. There's a short season. There was a short yeah. season in the <laughs> late nineties where the Knicks went, but like in you know, the okay. full season, yes, eight seed. Well, first team to win. Yeah, and then it would be first Denver's. time for first time for Denver to win. That's as what well. I'm saying. It, it yeah. would be Denver's first time as well. You know, not the biggest market in the world, so I think it's good for the NBA either way. Um, I don't really know who I'd be pulling for more. I mean, obviously, like. It'd be so cool to see Jimmy Butler and, and this team do it. But at the same time, like for Jokic's legacy, I think everyone loves Jokic and I think everyone, you know, wants to see him succeed and add the last piece of hardware to his resume. Yeah. I think you said yesterday that it would go to like five, six or seven games too. I don't know. I agree with you. Like I, while I'm saying, I think Denver could, would take care of business against Miami. Like this, we have this, uh, the, at least this heat team has proven they are cockroaches. You cannot kill them. They do not go away. They are relentless. They do not, they don't veer off their brand of basketball for a single second. They stay true to who they are. Um, and I, I think it's a great finals, man. I think it's, look, it's not Boston, LA, but it's still Miami. Yeah. It's still a Denver team that has been around for God knows how long. They've had Alex English, they've had Carmelo, they've had AI, they've had good basketball teams, and they've never been able to get there. And finally, this is a team, a franchise that's been – everyone's pretty much gotten there. It's like, you know, a second-tier basketball city. And this, they've been, again, around for a while. So I think it's great yeah. for them. I also think, like, you, people could say, like, oh, it's not Boston and L.A., but if both those teams get swept, like, what? stop saying that. Who, who, who gives a shit? They got swept. They clearly swept. were not good enough to be in that game. Like, I, it, I think this game tonight for the Celtics – is really important from a media chatter standpoint because look LeBron did get swept the Lakers did get swept but as you mentioned Josh and you were kind of alluding to this was a tremendous success for them as a season as a whole Darvin Ham comes in as a first-time head coach gets his team to the Western Conference Finals this team was all but the worst team in the NBA through one month into the, the regular season. They end up getting to the Western Conference Finals. Their, their GM is able to make a bevy of moves at the deadline, and they completely turn this thing around. LeBron was missed during some of those stretches. Anthony Davis missed before the All-Star break multiple games, 
and these other guys stepped up. Austin Reeves has now been a guy that, that we're seeing you have to re-sign and possibly upwards of $70, $80 million you know, for four years. Rui Hachimura, what a great trade that was. Look what he did for them in the playoffs. There are so many bright spots on this team and a true core that is the whole reason why LeBron shouldn't retire because you can remain competitive and vie for a championship for the next three years. So it was a massive success for this team. And they also played Denver, who we believe, you know, is going to win in five or six, like you just said. Um, they played them close in every single game that they lost. Every single game. It was it was a sweep, but it was a dogfight. And it has not been anything of the sort in the Eastern Conference Finals. No. They better get this game. They better get this game. What, sh- what has shown you that they could get this game? Uh, Dude, this is like a this is a team that has two All NBA guys, a top five MV, one of them being a top five MV. I've said this multiple times on multiple platforms. I feel top five MVP finisher. Derek White is a second team All Defense. Marcus Smart is a former Defensive Player of the Year. Would we? I think the three of us would put Al Horford into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Okay, so there we go. Hall of Famer and Al Horford, who's shooting the best he's ever shot from three. You have Brogdon, sixth man of the year. Robert Will, who's a defensive star at the center position. And you're going to get swept by a Miami Heat team where the majority of the guys that play minutes are undrafted players? You are getting outmaneuvered, outhearted, outcoached every facet of the game. And it's always like, it's like, I feel like every season, like, you know, I, I poo pooed the show we were on on Amazon Amp. Like, Maybe there is some validity to this locker room issues because like, I feel like every year, maybe it is like the Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing. It's the, it's Danny Ainge's fault. No, it's Brad Stevens' fault. No, it's Marcus Smart's fault. Jason Tatum didn't show up. We don't have the right head coach. Now we do. Now we don't. It's, oh, we had, we never got over Ime Adoka. Like, what are we, five? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was – wasn't with you when you were originally calling for Joe's head, but now I think it's probably it's it's over. Especially if they get swept. And I think you just take your pick out of the guys who are vying for the Buck spot as well, right? That's gonna be the two teams that are most desirable for a coach to land. Nick Nurse, I think D'Antoni and Monty Williams are the three finalists there. So mm-hmm. like take your pick if you're Boston. Yeah, I yeah, I I think Monty would be great for us. Uh and I do think that yeah, and first of all, a little, you know, offense is good defense and vice versa, and you're taking one of the guys away from Milwaukee. But I know – I look, I know I was being a ra- like a rash fan. No, but I think the market has also changed since you said that, and the market dictates yeah. change. So now that these availabilities are there with some of these coaches that have tenure like like they do, it's just a, you have to look at your options. Yeah, I mean, I think you would take the experienced head coaches over Joe any day. That's the thing, um, I want to leave some time for games because I know Toss has got to hop off. But Go for what it, games dude. do we have? What games do we have here? We did the name game last time. Um, that was a fun one, and I'm down to play it again. Uh, if you guys are, are are game for that, I sure. think we could. I think we could uh, throw some time on the clock. I do want to say though, because you bring up, you said the word experienced on Joe Missoula. Um, I don't think Missoula is a terrible head coach. He's just not the right guy for an experienced team that's been there multiple times. This is not a first-year head coach team, right? I no, it's, it's, I want... it's Jason and, and Jalen's, you know, fifth go around doing this. It's Joe's first. Yeah, can't have that. Okay, here's let's play the name game. All right, let's do it. Last name Missoula. 
<laughs> Who wants to go first? Let Toss go first. He's got to hop off. All right, Toss. Ready? Let me get my phone out. 30 seconds on the clock for you. You're icing the kicker here. You, know. <laughs> uh, you, got, you speak, guys, just a quick little thing. Yeah. Brandon McManus got cut today. Yeah. Well, we're gonna stick around and talk about some NFL stuff when when you hop off. So. Cool. Mm. Nice. But yes. Yeah. Tragedy. We're talking about Before tenured you... tenured kickers. That guy's nine year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Okay. Ready. You said sure. 40 seconds or 30 seconds? 30 seconds on the clock. Alex Disopolis. Here we go for you. Your name, three, two, one, is Jason. Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Williams. Um, Jason Smith, who nicknamed on the last show. Jason Giambi. Uh, Jason Campbell. Jason Collins. Jason Derulo doesn't count. <laughs> um, Jason, what? Why are you looking at me like that? that Two Mavericks, time. Jason Terry and Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd. Jason Terry, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I thought that would have been your first. He's a deep cut guy. We Jason Tatum uh, was missed as well. Well, I was thinking J S O N, but yeah, sure. Sure. You you six is good. Six is I think might be the highest score. <laughs> that was really nice. good. Uh, so Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, Jason Witten, another Dallas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think that's that's covers of most of the J. I mean, I'm sure we could be forgetting some. Uh, I, I could would... have said the other Jason Williams, multiple mm-hmm. Jason Williams. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's true. Um. Jason Capono. Jason Capono. Yeah. Great shooter. Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean he's kind of he's kind of an athlete. I would count Derulo. Derulo is a good enough dancer where I'd count him as a half an athlete. Yeah. But have you seen him fall down the Met Gala stage stairs? What? He did that? You haven't seen that? No. Jason Derulo had a like uh such a memeable and internet hall of fame moment on the met gala staircase where he fell down like this is like three or four years ago what yeah he took a tumble that's wild i didn't know that yeah huh all right nick alex you want to stick around for nick's just for fun yeah i'm just i'm looking up other jason's yeah just to see if there's any i thought you other... did good i thought Thanks, you, did. you did great you did great Jason Veritek. Um, oh, there you go, Josh. There you go. There, I didn't think of that. Jason, Jason Hayward, Jason Richardson, uh, Jason Taylor, Jason, Jason Ta- Bay, Jason oh. Bay, Jason Kendall. Some baseball guys out there for you. Guy. Wow, the right. Jason Bay was a that that was a deep good, cut. That's a deep cut. Um, Jason okay. Day also. Jason Day, the golfer. Um, that's true. <clears throat> All right, Nick. Six and a half to one to beat. 30 seconds on the clock for you, my good sir. Ready? Three, two, one. Your name is Williams. Jason Williams. Roy Williams. uh, Ricky Williams. um, Ted Williams. Um, Let's see. 
Cadillac Williams. Um, two Roy Williams. There's there's two of them. Technically, that's true. Yeah. Um, Matt Williams. Nice. Um, time. Good stuff. Williams is solid. I think Williams, Williams, Venus Williams, Serena and Venus. Those they're they're decent. They're tough. You know they're tough. Yeah. You know it's not it's not baseball, basketball, football. It's not necessarily in a wheelhouse. Devin Williams. What was what was my account? You hit seven, uh, I think. Seven. Yeah. Oh wow. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Devin Williams is one. Um, you hit Jason Williams. Um, that was another one. Uh the Jalen Williams is both in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh currently. Uh you hit There's both two Jalen Williams on the Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spelled the same way. No. Way. And there was actually some controversy on that because I think people felt that Jalen Williams, the the better Jalen Williams, would have been an all like a unanimous all rookie team player, but somebody accidentally voted for the other Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jonah Williams. Mm, nice. Okay. Any other Williams? I'm I'm looking up. I mean, I'm Connor sure. Th- I'm sure there's like Connor Williams. I'm sure there's a, hundreds of them that you know. Yeah. A lot of them are guys that we, we're not talking Ooh. about all the time. That missed a bad one. Uh, one you missed he's Bert, act- Bernie Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams is one I was about to say. He's one of your I would say he's one of the basketball players you would probably like. He's one of your, a basketball player you like a lot. A guard off the bench. Lou Will. Lou Will. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. That's a, that's that's Deron Williams, Mo yep. Will, Marv Will, Hot Rod Will, which that's We're getting cool. better though, I will say. Getting better. It's I. I look. Here's the I think. Thing. I think those were two favorable picks for for they us were, to do some damage with Grant Will. But that's what look. That's that's Rob I'm Will. trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to get you guys cooking again, because when the push comes to shove on the the harder ones, I know that you guys are capable of getting five to seven. So I'd rather you guys like get a little get a, get on a little heater, and then uh, and then get back and we'll get some difficult like the Dirks. I would say the the most you got. In my mind, probably the most important one, Nick, which was the splinter. Ricky. Splinter. Oh, well, Ricky too. Ricky, yeah. Ricky was the splendid about... splinter. Ted, Ted. Williams. Ted. Yeah. yeah. Ted That's is the most. Yeah. yeah. Ted is the most. He's definitely probably the most accomplished Williams of all the Williams. In the pros. Maybe Serena. <laughs> the Williams definitely, definitely Serena. Serena. Yeah, definitely Serena. But yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, toss like. You're so deep cutted. Once we get you out of the deep cut, well, I, I just wanted to I let you guys know that I listened to the show where Nick guessed Jason Smith. I, that was just the most important thing for me. I think that I would bring him back, the former power forward for the New Orleans Pelicans, Jason Smith. I think it's one thing we can take away from this episode is we listen when, when we're not there. We we are appreciative of the others' work. We listen to the shows. And yeah. So yeah. kudos. To, yeah, that's like Nathan did use Jason Smith. I'm sorry, Nick used Jason Smith. Nathan. I, when I say Ooh. Nathan. Uh, that if you I combine Nick and Jason Statham, you get Nathan. Nathan, I yeah, that's probably where I was at, and you know, uh, maybe I was in my uh, in my house. Uh, my talking like this, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or Nate from uh, the Succession, which I just to go back to yesterday's show quickly because I know you guys covered it. I don't want to. I'm glad you guys hit on Jess, this performance. Yeah, that was she did a great job, and that was a very real. 
that was actually maybe the most down to earth moment we've ever seen in the show. Like the most real relatable moment. Yeah, I think I think she's probably the most relatable character in the show because she's just so normal. She's just a normal bystander, just like um, okay, just like always just listening in and shocked by what she sees, but at the same time just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I do real quick on it uh, before we get to the NFL and, and for the next last ten minutes. Um, I got I gotta go. Yeah, we'll see you at tea. Hook and horns. Right. Um, I thought that. You said, like, you said, like, I think it was one of y'all said that she doesn't come from an affluent background. We don't, maybe she comes from a background of like, yeah, we don't know. They don't paint that. Maybe for they, us. maybe they do. Maybe they're like upper middle class, right? But it shows but that not no, nobody's from this background, right? These guys live in such a diluted, and it was so exemplified by that little session where everyone's trying to get the president's ear, and it's yeah. like this is so ridiculous. And so misinformed. Um, cool. What NFL do you want to hit, my friend? Well, there's a few things. I'll start with the biggest story, in my opinion. It's Tom yeah. Brady buying stake into the Raiders' ownership. Mm. I think that's pretty interesting. I'd like to get your thoughts as a Patriots fan. Um, does it matter to you? What does it mean for the Raiders? What does it mean for Tom Brady? Um, he also has a big broadcasting deal. So um, curious to see how um, – present he is within the Raiders Raiders organization uh, organization that people thought he might have ended up with before he made the decision to go to the Bucks. Um, but in the end, I guess he, he does go to the Raiders um, strictly business. I think probably trying to just, you know, get in the room with ownership and eventually probably wants to take it uh, to a bigger scale, but I think it's cool. I think I follow the money here. Like what's the most profitable city in sports? Yeah, Vegas. It can't be beat. Besides your New York and LA's. And- I don't think so, though. I don't think so, because the most profitable city to me is Vegas. And I'll, I'll tell you, because... You're, you're saying want- profitable city or profitable sports team? City. City. Okay. city. Then, yeah, city. city. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, they, city. They, they rake in so much cash with the casinos. They can't beat it. So he's... UFC is prime... UFC is there, and he's got a relationship with Dana White. Uh, Vegas... He's putting his look. We're going to see players with the money the players have made in 15 years. Players are going to own teams, former players across the yeah, across the board. That's where the league's going. Mahomes has a stake in the Royals. Magic has a stake now in the Commanders and the Dodgers. Jordan, Jordan Fallon owns a team uh, and is selling it, and he'll probably realistically maybe buy a better team yeah. down the line. Not that's Jeter, not the one. Jeter got into the to Mar- uh, Marlins. A little yeah, bit. He's, yeah, he was in the Marlins. So. You're gonna see this. It stands like the Steinbrenners and like the and again, you know, and Jerry Jones and every and as we saw in Succession, even like the the oldest money people, everybody has a price. Everybody has a price, and these basketball players who are making crazy money off the endorsements and this and that, and football players and baseball players, like someone's gonna buy teams. And so Brady's ahead of the curve, and I think sowing your oats and. And Vegas is an ultimate move because, like, what's the next team to get a you know, where's baseball going next? Yeah. Vegas, it's always like we every time, like, we sit here and we do it a lot, like, oh, where's this ne- next basketball team? Vegas, like, he wants to be one of the player, the, the old players now involved in the area of Vegas. He was going to be a Raider if they didn't ride Derek Carr, 
Um, and look, the Raiders are the Patriots too. Who's the head coach of the Raiders? Who's the who's the quarterback of the of, of the Raiders? Who's the backup quarterback now of the Raiders? Like the Raiders are the you know Patriots Junior. Um, yeah, and I, I think he, that. and I think we're already seeing. You ask if he's going to be hands on. I think it's like, I think that's a good question. Like, what's his involvement going to be? Is he going to take the broadcasting deal? Because we we've we've heard that's kind of like you know now in the wind a little bit. Um, I think he will be. I think he'd care. Like we, he's already done the conversations with Michael Rubin and the rookie QBs. Like I think he's going to be really. He wants to be involved. Yeah. Just, like he's too much he, of a junkie of the game to just step away and and kind of just watch as a fan. I think he. I think he wants every opportunity he can to be close to the game. Hundred percent. Like he, dude. They had to peel him off the field. Literally. It literally lost his family. <laughs> if, if that Bucks team was good, like if we were sitting here and Arians had not left, which he probably shouldn't have for that Bucks team's sake, if there weren't injuries in the offensive line, if that Bucks team had ran it back, he might still be playing. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, cool storyline that, that came, right. you know, within the last day or two. Um, next up, Chargers are coming to terms with Austin Eckler for this year. They're giving him, I think like $1.75 million Mm -hmm. in, in incentives. Um, So he's going to stay with the chargers for his final season. He'd requested a trade earlier this year, um, but it seems like they've kind of put that under the bridge and um, he's going to play out his final year with the chargers. So um, I think from here, I think the question marks are kind of gone and you can go out and get your second back if you want to. Um, Okay. Because I think there was a lot of like, okay, what's going to end up happening? Can we find a trade partner? Like, what do we have to um, address in our position rooms? And yes, they have like some guys, I guess, in that running back room, but no one that's experienced, no one that has had a healthy track record. Look, if I'm the Chargers, I'm knocking on Zeke's door. I'm picking up the phone. I'm saying, Zeke, look, you're already getting paid your guaranteed contract that Dallas owes you. Um, You're not trying to go out and get more money. I mean, that's not the, that's not the thing here. And to be honest, you're not going to get a starting running back position anywhere in the NFL. And she might get the most carries here in Los Angeles because we need a guy who's a bruiser. Can I ask you something? I think the Zeke thing is the most likely option, but there was an option that remember I, I, we listed Derek Henry. Trading Why? for him. Why well, go all in, dude? No, I know. I mean, look, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But at what price? One. And two, he's also frigid next year. So after this season, you're basically losing your two running backs, Eckler and Derrick Henry. Then what do you do? You lost on your opportunity to draft a guy like Bijan or Jameer Gibbs. They went before you picked. So your future at the running position is is pretty uncertain unless you want to go out and draft a guy next season, but it's hard to tell. I mean, I, I think it's tough when you have two guys who are set to be free agents the next season at the same position, two stars too, that you're probably not going to want to end up paying. Um, so I don't know. I, I think you kind of just plug the gap with, with Zeke, but I wouldn't be opposed to Derrick Henry. If it's like a third or fourth round pick, then sure. But I, I think Tennessee is asking for at least a second. Okay. They could ask all they want. But a third round pick for Henry, if you guys get a healthy Derrick Henry, and you have Henry, Eckler, Herbert, Will, Everett, who is good at the tight end spot, Keenan, and a young Quentin Johnston, 
you guys could win the now we're talking about a team that could win the title if herbert is as good as we think he is and you don't think, think zeke puts you over that spot i think it helps i think he was really i think look zeke's really good in the goal line but you know what like the goal i'm being a realist i'm just i don't I'm think glad- the henry's things i think it seems like they're just gonna ride henry in in tennessee i'm with you i'm just throwing it back out there a and b I don't. I don't think Zeke. I don't think Zeke's doing anything that Eckler can't. Like it's not like Eckler's bad in the red zone. No, I tri- know. But Zeke is better between the tackles. You can run. You can run the ball more effectively with Zeke than you can with Eckler. I think Zeke still has some juice left in the tank. I think he'd be fun in Los Angeles. I think he'd be a good change. Like it worked with Tony Pollard last year. I yep. think he'd be a good. I think he'd take a lot of pressure off Eckler. It would open up the play action a lot more for Justin Herbert, which I think ultimately hope helps, you know, his receivers and his connection and, and takes his game to the next level. Yeah. I mean, Zeke is a great option if that's where he goes, but yep. if in, in the chance that Zeke doesn't go there, they miss out on him. I say, put, push all your chips into the middle. Like, like go like, Take the Chiefs down, dude. Like right now, everyone is saying Kansas City is unbeatable. That's like the narrative. I feel every power rankings has the number one. Doesn't matter who the receivers are. Doesn't matter. Like every power rankings has Kansas City number one. Y'all's lost to the Jags last year, relegated you guys back to that tier two. Everyone's ready to put you in tier one. I think it's a great point to bring up Eckler coming back. I think this is a team that if they do get one of those guys in the building, they could win. But if you get a guy that's capable of running for fourteen hundred yards in the building, yeah, it's different. You you diff- You guys could you guys could be the best team in the league. Yeah, I think maybe the only hang up with Zeke is that he wants to wear twenty one, and uh, it's not happening with the Chargers. Retired, retired. Uh, what else you got for me? NFL. <clears throat> uh, a couple of small things. Go for it. See, McCourty is joining the NBC crew, so nice. It's cool for you to see one of your Pats uh, get in the booth. He's talented. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a Really a fun guy to watch. Uh, Big Ben was talking about on a podcast, I think it was PFS podcast, that when the Steelers took Kenny Pickett, he admittedly didn't want him to succeed. It's not like he wanted him to fail, but... And, like, you know, I appreciate the honesty. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a guy like Big Ben who put so many years in with Pittsburgh, um, you know, and then the guy just comes in and he's the new face of the franchise at your position, uh, you know, you kind of want to make the fans and make the organization miss you a little bit. You know, I, I feel that. I mean, yeah, um, it's, your, it, it's like, when you think of the Steelers, who do you think of? Ben. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Do you like imagine, like imagine like y'all brought in someone to replace me for the, like I was like hanging up and y'all brought someone to replace me or like any, like I'd be like, fuck that guy for a little bit. But at the same yeah. time, like, you know, like you sit there, you're like, all right, this is like my passion, like my team and something I love and my crew. It's bigger than it's bigger than it ultimately shows. And he, it's a tough pill for guys to swallow that have been there for so long and have given the city so much and the team so much. Like Lawrence, remember when we were like, did it best to believe in Lawrence Taylor was like the craziest thing was I retired. I thought the Giants would be finished. And they played a game the next Sunday. Like the team is bigger than the individual player in any sport. Just the way it goes. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, and then, you know, Toss mentioned McManus got released. I just, I miss football so much that I just want to talk about all these different little headlines. Um, I'm seeing that the owners are set to extend Goodell through 2027. So I think that he's kind of taken that like bad commissioner vibe. I mean, people still don't like him, I think, but I think he's a pretty decent commissioner. And I think that people for the most part have forgot about that whole, you know, 
Goodell is a bad commissioner. We hate him. Boo, boo, boo. Like I hear less and less boos at the NFL draft now. Um, he is a ver- he's been long standing as the commissioner of the NFL for a long time. And I think that you know the MLB, Manfred has kind of taken the spotlight as the the leagues or the the commissioner who's the worst around the leagues. Yeah, I would say Silver's worse than Goodell for sure. Goodell's ratings go up and up every year. He protects and emphasizes the faces of the NFL. The NFL, the NFL is such a well-oiled machine. It dominates gambling. It dominates fantasy. The players, it dominates TV. Like, it just dominates, right? right? The NBA, <clears throat> MLB, you're right, Manfred. We hated Manfred for a while, but MLB is getting its best ratings, its best viewership since True. 2000. Yep. So in two, almost two decades. And Silver now, the NBA, the faces of the NBA, the NBA is supreme. The NBA is in the, big, the biggest rise. It's about to take over. The players don't play. It's a free-for-all, guys, you know, and they've taken a step back, in my opinion, the last two years. Uh, so I think Goodell, like, by default, again, like, he's doing nothing wrong. Like, what's nothing? There's been no real issues in the ML, in the NFL, no scandals, no nothing, and this guy is is kicking ass. Right, yeah. Filling the pockets of the owners, keeping the fans happy. What more can you ask for at this point? And look, at the end of the day, like, if you're a position in power, you're not doing it to be liked. No. Typically, you know, your world leader isn't the most liked person in the world. So <laughs> I would say, you know, nowadays he's yeah, he's not he's not. Uh yeah, I, I think uh that's exciting. Goodell, you know, be it is exciting. Um yep. anything you want to hit on? Yeah, I've been I saw that the Bills pursued uh Hop and which we knew and Patriots pursued Hop. Like I still think he's a candidate at some point to get moved. Like there's no way this Cardinals team is gonna be yeah, good. Definitely. I don't think he wants to be there either. Why would you? He's at this point, like, like these guys want, like, like Julio was bouncing around from any team that would take him just to compete. Like Odell is going to a place where he wants to compete. Like these guys, I still think that the the football New York Football Giants should go out and get Hopkins. I really do. I think the Giants yeah. are sitting there. I know they took Jalen Hyatt, which I loved, um, but outside of that, like, I'm not stoked about their receiver room. I know they brought in Waller, which is great. But if you're the like, I'm all in on teams pushing the chips all in. If you yeah, think I mean, you're there, go for it. There's a couple of teams that are just right there. I feel like that are a couple of big moves away from really getting over the hump. And the Giants, I think, are in that discussion. I mean, obviously, it depends on how Danny Dimes plays and the you know how healthy the locker room can stay. But they've made significant strides in the right direction, and they've got a great head coach and if they're able to add the guy like Hopkins to really put that offense over the top, then, you know, they could be a scary dark horse in that division and not even a dark horse. I mean, obviously we have the Eagles probably as the favorite right now because, you know, they were in the Super Bowl and they didn't seem like they got any worse, but there's a lot of teams around the league. I think that could use him and a lot of teams that could use one more or two more pieces to really complete their team. And, you know, we're talking about my charges earlier. They're one of them. Um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of teams in the uh, like in the West. I think in the NFC West, like I think you know the Seahawks were surprising last year. I think they're maybe a piece away. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they but like, look, they drafted a guy, and yet the Cowboys got Cooks. They got Gilmore. Like, yeah, there's teams like that. They, you know, like you're the Niners. Giants. Like, yeah, yeah, the Niners. Like, I I do think that you know in the, in the North, maybe if you're the Packers, you're the Lions, like. You got sometimes you got to push it again, like push it all to the middle and go for it. 
Like if you're if you're sitting there and you're the Browns, like how can you get DeAndre Hopkins to pair with Amari Cooper, like and, and re- reunite him with Deshaun Watson? Like, right. can, is that something you explore? Like, there has to be a world where everyone's where these teams go, or you or you're gonna be stuck as like the Blazers or the NFL, where you're just like fine for right. decades. Yeah, uh, all good stuff to hit on. Um, and oh, and and uh, yeah, we'll get to baseball, I think, tomorrow. We could do a little baseball segment, we'll do because, it because baseball's been exciting and beautiful. Um, all, all, all at the same time. <laughs> uh, all right, hit your free throws, fans out there. We'll see you guys next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.